Fuller. And I'm Richard Miller. We are the co-creators of EnvisionSelfHealing.com and are dedicated to helping you improve your eyesight and quality of life by taking healing into your own hands. Today, we're talking about putting vision improvement into practice. In the second part of this podcast, we'll be answering a question about improving eyesight from our audience. This week's question is from Argentina, where a person did a practice called sun gazing, where they look look at the sun with open eyes, and now they see sparks of light. So, Richard, how's the world of self-healing treating you this week? Well, as you know, I just finished my 10-day juice fast last week, and um, it went pretty well. I, I uh, lost a lot of weight. I lost uh, seven pounds. And, wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, you, and you, I, weren't, you weren't doing it for weight reasons, though, were you? Well, partially, I suppose. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. Yeah, and well, and in, and you uh, lectured me very well about how I should eat very properly and and healthily afterwards, and I'm not sure I did follow those instructions. I was so happy to be eating again, and I wanted to try out to see whether my food allergies had gone away, which is one of the reasons I did the juice fast. One of the main reasons. <laughs> so, so you thought after doing ten days of fasting, you would go back and eat. Uh, exactly the same foods that you thought were giving you the uh, allergies in order to see whether you got rid of them. Exactly. It's a good justification <laughs> anyway. So I had yeah. coffee and uh, what else did I have? Coffee, lots of butter, <laughs> things like that that used to make me allergic. Right. I don't think, and, I don't think that was the point, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, that's the difference between you and me, so... Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I did lose the weight. I did feel much better. And uh, I think it was a very good experience. And I will do it again because it was pretty amazing. Uh, It actually put me in a very good mental space, too. And uh, and what about your eyesight? Oh, yeah. So the two things happened towards the end that I noticed were uh, a little boost in clarity. So as I was walking... I was walking down the street. I could look down and see things. I just noticed that things were looking a little clearer. Um, that was one thing. And then the, the other thing I noticed is when I did palming, um, the black that I could see with my eyes closed and covered was much blacker than it normally is. Um, there's normally like spots of light, light, sort of light cloudiness going yeah. on when I palm. Yeah, I have the same. And that's just the activity of the optic nerve. So for some reason, whether it was the, the fast itself or the other thing that I did a lot in the fast was do a lot of beet juice. And that improves circulation. And so it could have increased the circulation to the optic nerve and then maybe relaxed it in that fashion. Yeah. Hard to know exactly, but it, uh, it was a good effect. That'd be really interesting to see if you play with that a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, what the outcome of that could be. Well, it did convince me to do beet juice on a regular basis, so um, I will be doing that. And I started to, for the day after the fast, I could not look at my juicer. I just couldn't go near it. <laughs> and after a couple of days, I can now face my juicer again. I'm starting to juice again. So You juiced yourself out. I did. <laughs> and did, did you manage to fit that T-bone steak in the juicer in the end? Uh, <laughs> no. That came later. <laughs> Excellent. Yep. All right, so that was a good good experience. Uh, my presbyopia program got put on hold because I was so sort of overwhelmed by dealing with how much juice I needed to create each day. Yeah, it, it was sort of a, a 
all or nothing kind of thing. I had to do juicing and nothing else. So. Did you find it was manageable, though, the juicing? It is. It is manageable. I mean, you have to plan ahead. Basically, you spend the same amount of time you would cooking and eating, but you're, you're juicing for like an hour, and then you're drinking your meal for maybe 15 minutes or something like that. So uh, it's not that different than your regular life. It's just very different. And I, uh, I'd be interested to see, uh, interested to see next time when you do uh, the next juice fast, if you notice it's any easier because you know what to expect the second uh, time around. Right. No, that is a good point. No, there were phases to it. I mean, there was the the tired phase in the beginning. Uh, then I hit the so much energy phase in the middle, and I couldn't <laughs> sleep. I couldn't sleep for days. Yeah. And then at the end, it kind of mellowed out. So I felt pretty good at the end. Good. But, uh, yeah, it was interesting, very interesting. How about you, Will? How are, uh, how are your eyes and your self-healing doing? Well, I've actually had a really good week uh, this week, very, very positive week. I noticed um, at the beginning of the week, actually, uh, an increase in my periphery, which is always uh, always an exciting moment. I sort of hit these plateau levels and then, Every now and then I sort of notice a little bit more in my periphery. So uh, this time it came when I'd, I'd just done, uh, it was about an hour of peripheral vision exercises and palming. And then I, uh, I stood up and turned the lights on in the room that I was doing the exercises. And I noticed I'd, I was doing some swinging, the eye exercise swinging. Mm-hmm. And um, I noticed that I could see the floor and the ceiling at the same time. Wow. Uh, whilst I was moving, and I could even notice that there was a ceiling light, which uh, wow. might, might sound uh, commonplace to uh, to most people, but it's uh, it's funny how you forget there's ceiling lights when you're not seeing them all the time. Right, right. So uh, yeah, so that was that was sort of it, and then from then on, the preceding days uh, when I was out and about uh, walking, I uh, I noticed a little bit more in my periphery, and. Uh, and even this week when I was working with a client and I was doing a reading exercise with them, I noticed that I could observe what they were doing whilst I was looking in a different direction. It was almost like a, mm. it was almost like a, um, I don't know, like a, like a foggy bathroom window. And you know, when you wipe a circle in the window to see through a clearer part, right. uh, it was almost like somebody had cleared an area for me to see through in my periphery. So. Very, uh, very excited about that, and then, um, and then I went for a run later on in the week, which uh, it's been a, it's been a little while since I've had the time to go for a run, but I thought it was about time, and uh, I really noticed uh, an improvement in my vision after getting some good blood flow to my eyes huh. and, uh, and having a good run, and wow. uh, it lasted uh, all through the afternoon. I came back and had a good juice, some uh, carrots and celery, and some beets. After uh, after your successful experiment with beets, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, just just noticed uh, increased periphery. So I'm I'm excited to see what happens over the next few weeks, um, whether it maintains or whether I'm even able to to push it to the next uh, step. So pretty uh, pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, it is exciting. Well, I think it's about time we get on and talk about our topic of the week. This week, our self-healing topic is putting vision improvement into practice. And as I've just told you, it's not always easy to find the time to do vision improvement stuff. You uh, do need to carve out time. Um, 
And as I said, with my juice fast, it was difficult to do. So you're always going to be dealing with conflicts in terms of getting your eye exercises in uh, with your life, with your busy life. And for me, I just need to set aside time to do palming in particular for me and some sunning as a regular, regular thing. And then a lot of the other exercises I do, I try and integrate into my, uh, my transit experiences on, on buses and uh, BART trains, things like that. So it's, so I'm utilizing every spare moment that I don't uh, have filled up with some work project or, or something like that um, as a way of integrating the practices into sort of fitting it into the little holes that I have here and there. Um, and that seems to work better for me. How about you, Will? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's like the it's like the holy grail of questions, um, and this this is one thing that we're finding over and over again with with uh, modern day people. And the the big you know question that they always want to know is um, you know how do they fit these exercises into their busy lives? And uh, Richard and ourselves uh, have been spending many years uh, struggling with this ourselves, and I think we're you know. We're, we're coming up with some uh, some excellent strategies in order to do this, but certainly um, you're not alone if you're somebody that wants to improve their vision but is simply um, unable to find the time to do it, or maybe you're just a little bit lazy. <laughs> which, yeah. Uh, yeah, which you know we we all we all have those moments where you know we might lapse for a week or two. Um, but I think the key is to to know what your triggers are, you know, what, what it is that motivates you and, um, you know, to have a full back of ways or a whole bank of ideas of how to work these exercises into your life. And I think this is what we've found to be most successful for us. Anything, Richard? Yeah, very much so. Um, I was thinking it might be good to talk about a particular client of ours who had a very busy life. Oh, and <laughs> yeah. and uh, she, was a, she is a medical student. And her life consisted of her life. Well, her life for the next six, seven years, I guess, will yeah. consist of studying fourteen hours a day. And this is the uh, life she presented to us. And it also was a life that was guaranteed to make her myopia, which was already pretty bad, pretty yeah, it was severe. About minus six, wasn't it? So right. She, she, yeah. I think she she originally came to us um, about six six months previous. Um, as she was concerned about her high myopia to to do exercises for it, didn't we? And, and she um, she's she sort of got a good understanding, but then she came back um, six months later, and she said that she you know she had the knowledge of the exercises, but she just couldn't she just wasn't doing them. Right, and they were helping when she did them, but she just stopped doing them. Yeah, and undoubtedly it was because she didn't have time. She felt like she didn't have time. Um, of course, the thing people don't take into account, especially like even under her, her circumstances, if you're, if you do the exercises, you're relieving stress and then maybe you could work longer. So, um, but it's hard to think that way when you're under pressure to, to get something done. So she came to us and our approach was, okay, we're not changing your lifestyle. You, you, there's just no way she's in med school. She just has to do what she has yeah. to do. And so how can we work with that lifestyle and bring the practices into that so she actually does them. So putting the eye exercises into practice then, this 
this was her biggest goal. She she had the intelligence. She knew the exercises were good for her. She even did the eye exercises for several months, and she noticed an improvement in her vision. And you would think that that would be enough to keep her going and to want to do our eye exercises. But the reality is that she was she's studying fourteen hours a day. She's you know a medical student, and right now, this is the most important thing in her life. Certainly when uh, Richard and I give our courses and uh, lectures and we talk about prioritizing and setting goals uh, for vision improvement as one method of getting you to do your eye exercises, for her it was a matter of really trying to incorporate the eye exercises into her life and into her study. So it was interesting when Richard, we, do, you, do you remember the categories that we broke her life down into? No, remind me. Uh, it was uh, studying and not studying. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> and uh, I think she was uh, she was a little bit a little bit upset when she realised that um, that she either no is she either studies or sleeps. Right. So, right. So uh, so yeah. So we we pretty much we knew this was the area of our life that she you know was going to be able to fit these eye exercises in. So. Um, luckily she had the foresight to come and do, uh, what we call a vision retreat. And she came and stayed with us for five days and worked solidly with us, um, you know, a a few hours every day. And, uh, we basically looked at her study patterns and her daily patterns where, where she studies and sort of, uh, what's her environment. And then we looked at how we can incorporate the specific eye exercises into those activities. So, um, Obviously, we can't go through the whole program now because uh, we don't have time. But just as some examples would be trying to look away when she's um, studying and she looks up away for the paper for a couple of minutes to allow the eye to relax. Or right. if she could, you know, maybe uh, study for an hour um, outside if the weather permits um, just to get some natural sunlight on the books because it's easier to read when you've got natural sunlight. Um, yeah, yeah, we did encourage her to take breaks and go outside as well to not completely study through. And that it's, it is, and again, that gives someone more energy if you really do take the breaks. It's it's easy to think, oh, if I don't take breaks, I'll do better. But actually, you take the breaks, you probably will last longer at uh, at your task, anyways. And I remember when uh, I'm just, I'm sure you remember this as well when when you did your uh, degrees is that um, you know the brain can only take in so much information. Mm-hmm. Uh, for an extended period of time so you know you're giving yourself a brain break and you know it's you you could study solidly for five hours and only take in one hour of information or you could you know study for three hours with breaks um but take right. in more information so it's just a case of incorporating you know the, the exercises into these activities and then actually using them to aid you in whatever it is that you're doing during your day. Right, right. I remember another uh, break we finally found in her life was walking from her car to the library. So we incorporated like uh, wearing obstruction glasses during that walk. You know, maybe it was only a five minute walk, but it, it was something, uh, some break in her day. You encourage her to look across the library at least instead of just uh, down at her books all the time. So. Yeah, pick pick the furthest uh, distant point. And uh, and it's I think it's it's clear and something we really want to try and get across um, over the series of these uh, podcasts 
is that it's not it's not so much about just doing an exercise it's having the accumulation of doing it daily and having it become a positive habit so that as time goes on uh, you will see an improvement in your vision instead of just you know doing eye exercises for two months and then you know seeing an increase in vision improvement and then stopping for the next 50 years um, okay. you know it's it's really a case of doing it daily and so that you can see those okay it's going to be slower improvements but it's going to be a gradual improvement instead of a decline in vision which is certainly what all uh, ophthalmologists and opticians will say is that you have no choice but to have poor vision as you get older right right um yeah and, and i think the the key what that we've discovered is this integration uh piece and so for instance in my case uh i've integrated vision i've integrated palming into my meditation practice and i've actually integrated sunning in there as well because uh, it's an important part of my life that i want to um do as well so that way i do get both done at the same time and i know will you essentially do eye exercises when you go for runs and things like that. So um. yeah, there's and uh, we've we've got a client who um, she she does a lot of running during the day and she has myopia. And one of the things we were trying to encourage her to do, uh, of course, is distance looking. Now she she's a very active person and she finds it difficult to just uh, stand in one place and and just gaze out into the distance. And she's she's got a busy life. So, but she noticed that if she runs in a particular place, then it means that she's got a nice horizon, and she's also found a place that has a flat floor, and there's there's no danger of her tripping or anything, and it means that she can look into the distance whilst she's running, and in fact, she runs for about an hour and a half, so she's yeah. doing a lot more distance looking than uh, than even you know we we were hoping that she would do just because she's incorporated it into her life. Yeah, it's actually, it's, it's a good thing. She's actually living a more natural life in some ways, you know, like a, a primitive human being would spend a lot of time running and looking in the distance. So in some ways she's, she's living our, in the way we were preaching in our, uh, uh, the ebook, the uh, modern day guide for improving eyesight. She's, she's putting it into practice. Yeah, and I think I think that's a that's a good point there because a lot of people that um, that have read the ebook, a modern day guide for improving eyesight, that you can uh, download for free uh, off our website at envisionselfhealing.com. It's really it's a case of reading it and then thinking after each section because we've got ten uh, easy to understand sections there. It's, it's sort of reading a section and then thinking to yourself, okay, how can I work these exercises into my life and and doing it realistically um time and time again we find people with lots of enthusiasm and they come in and they dedicate their lives to doing the eye exercises and then 14 days later <laughs> we uh we hear that they've not done their exercises for a month and they need to start all over again so it's it's really a case of um again being practical with the eye exercises gradually work them into your lifestyle and also give it a bit of uh, commitment i mean these things don't come easy right it's it's took us a while didn't it richard to uh, to get to the point of of having the exercises in our daily life it just takes some um, some practice and trial and error to, to see 
you know, which exercises you, you need to do more formally and which exercises just to be integrated into your, to your, to your the flow of your life. Uh, it just takes some time, but you know, it's not that hard ultimately. Yeah. Some real great points is there on putting your vision improvement into practice. And uh, I trust us, we know exactly how uh, difficult and frustrating it can be. We've, we've been there and uh, we both have the T-shirts. So uh, certainly feel free to uh, wing us an email and let us know how it is that you're getting on with your exercises. And indeed, if you find uh, newer or exciting ways of incorporating the eye exercises into your life. So, but I think it's now time for question of the week. So this week's question of the week comes from one of our YouTube followers. And um, a real interesting case, actually, and uh, it's certainly uh, quite an important one for us to discuss. And the question is, or the person uh, writes, Hello, I'm from Argentina, and I'm contacting you to ask about healing my eyesight. I burnt my retina doing sun gazing, and now I see tons of sparks of light in my sight. It is so disturbing, the constant flashing. Thank you for your opinion. Well, obviously... Uh, Quite, quite a serious one there, Richard. Yeah, we, we had initially, I, we guessed at what saying sun gazing was. I, we neither of us completely knew, but uh, it seemed like it was a, a meditation practice or something related to the sun uh, in which you look at the sun with open eyes. And uh, us with our eye conditions, we're of course a little hesitant to, that anyone should do that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I, th- I think we've we've read about it a little bit, haven't we? Where um, I don't know where I don't know whether it's Ayurvedic or some sort of yoga practice. Where, from what I know of, they suggest to do it early in the morning or late in the evenings right, or something. Right. Where you just gaze at the sun. But unfortunately, like a lot of these things, the information gets diluted, and certain people that aren't necessarily qualified to give the advice. Um, you know, suggest specific and certain eye exercises to do. And uh, unfortunately, people, you know, go along and follow these sort of things without any real guidance. Um, And I guess ideally the the individual would have noticed, you know, after doing this sun gazing that it wasn't uh, really benefiting them that well and maybe they shouldn't be doing the sun gazing in the first place. Right, right. So um, our suggestion to her was to um, do palming for just a, a couple months at least and give up on the sun on sunning. Uh, she didn't really need any more of that for now. It, it, it basically, we're, we're looking, on these kind of cases, we're looking for something that will alleviate the symptoms, which the palming should do in this case, but it's hard to know until she tries. Um, and then she'll have uh, areas of the retina that are damaged, and we'll be able to address those later once she's calmed down the flashing. So that's the response we gave. So um, it's an interesting case, though. I've, I've never heard anything quite like this before. Yeah, I, the the white flashing, I think, is a it's a good point to say that if uh, if you do ever experience um, flashing of of light um, in your retina, not some some people talk about it's like uh, halos. Um, but more with the with the flashing of light, then you certainly want to contact your uh, ophthalmologist or 
optician as soon as, soon as possible um, right. and let them know this is going and and get your retina checked and there's no harm in having a checkup uh, it's just important to you know be on top of things um, when you're doing this and it might not necessarily be the eye exercises, but it could just be that you're paying more attention to your vision so you might notice these things. Right, right. And also with the sunning, obviously when we suggest sunning, we always recommend for your eyes to be closed. Mm-hmm. And um, you can see that in the in our videos where we talk about sunning. And this is to actually stop the sun um, the sunlight from directly penetrating to the eye and also sunning we pretty much suggest you know any real time of the day try and avoid midday uh, because it's the hottest point of the sun and you know with uh, sunburn and all the rest of it it's not it's not great but when you have your eyes closed it actually stops the UV rays from uh, reaching the retina so you don't have to worry about any of the UV ray damage or anything like that when you're sunning. Right, right, right. Well, and if you live in a very um, intense, an area with very intense sun, like Hawaii or India or something like that, you do really need to pay attention to not doing it in the middle of the day. Um, other areas, northern climates, it might not be such a big deal. But. Well, very interesting stuff there. And uh, as always, we, uh, we recommend that with anything you want to go and... Uh, get checked by your physician if uh, if you're thinking on doing any sort of eye exercises or you're experiencing any difficulties and uh, make sure everything's going well, uh, as you do with everything, I guess. And if you like what you heard on this podcast today and you want to find out more, then head over to our Envision Self-Healing website, and that can be found at envisionselfhealing.com where you will find dozens of free eye exercises and resources that you can use to improve your eyesight and start seeing better today. So thanks for listening to this week's podcast from Envision Self-Healing, and we'll speak to you next week.